Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hello and welcome to the Truth From The Stand Deer Hunting Podcast. I'm your host, Clint Campbell, and you are listening to episode number 94, brought to you by Wicked Tree Gear. Today is part 9 of the DIY Report Daily Rut Log. So stay tuned. All right, all right. What is up, everyone? Hope everyone out there is doing well. Happy saturday to you or sunday to you rather i'm losing track of my days here um if you're listening to this it's sunday if you're listening to the day that this thing is posted so saturday was the last day in ohio for me just to give in a quick recap on that day of course you know earlier in the week i think it was friday night i had seen that shooter eight kind of pop out and so the plan was to to change trees um and, and get into a different area so that's in fact what i did on saturday morning I, uh, the, the night before I had pulled my set in the, in the previous tree, walked maybe 30 yards, you know, and there was super small trees in there, not a whole lot that were, you know, suitable to, to get any type of apparatus into to hunt out of, you know, whether it's stand or whatever. I did happen to find a triple branch tree that had, you know, one tree that was, or I guess one branch of it that was probably about as big around. I think I mentioned this in a previous podcast about as big around as one of those kids basketballs, um, which was you know, just big enough for me to get into with uh, with the tree saddles, what I thought. So that was my plan going into the morning. Super cold in the morning. I think when I jumped in the truck, it was 23 degrees. Um, it was anticipated there were going to be about 18 mile per hour winds as well, which wasn't going to be really, uh, really pleasant. But, you know, with the cold really kind of hitting and like in, in the rain that happened the day before, I really kind of thought that deer were going to start to move. Um, you know, at least that was my hope and hoping that that, that big eight point would come back through. Because um, he had just turned, you know, tucked tail and went the opposite direction. So my hope was that he would make his way back through. So jumped into the tree this morning, climbed up, you know, four sticks. Um, you know, climbed, like I'd mentioned, to a point to where I was just, you know, into a, a, a shooting window. 
Um, I basically wanted to have a shot opportunity uh, directly to my left, so my strong side whenever I'm sitting in a saddle. And then I wanted one just to the front of me as well because these deer have kind of, you know, been coming up over the, the top of the ridge, straight up over, and wanted to make sure I had a shot opportunity there. And and, and so, you know, as I was climbing, I, I was, you know, of course doing this in the dark, but was waiting until I just started getting just a little bit of daylight before I set my platform um, to make sure that I was kind of set up in a position where I was going to get those shot opportunities. So typically I like to be in a little early um, and let the woods kind of settle down. Uh, but with the wind and the rain that we had the day before, you know, the timber was pretty quiet. So I was able to make a nice kind of stealthy entrance into the timber. Um, so I was willing to kind of let day start to break just a little bit before I kind of finalized the setup to make sure I did indeed have those shooting windows and those shooting lanes kind of set up. And so the one to my strong side to my left um, was you know, 15 yards. Um, well, actually, there was two to my left. There was you know, one directly to my left, probably about three o'clock. And then there was one. um to my left and kind of in front of me a little bit. So it'd be, I guess what you would say at about my 11 o'clock. I'm sorry if it was to my left, it wasn't my three, three o'clock. It'd be more my 10 o'clock, I guess. Um, and then, you know, uh, or I guess nine o'clock, I'm not sure what time it is. Uh, so nine o'clock. And then the, the one that was slightly to the front, uh, in the left of me was at about 11 o'clock. And, and that window was about 20 yards. That was a tight shot, um, between some branches, but I did have one small window, I was covering just a small portion of the trail. And then the one that was directly to my left was a fairly nice, um, you know, set up fairly to have a fairly nice kind of sizable window. It's the only place I really didn't have any cover. So I was pretty well covered up in this spot as well. If a deer, you know, a buck makes it to that point, um, you know, they, they got an arrow before they're able to bust me at that point. Cause they're just going to barely clear the cover before I would have an opportunity to release. So I wasn't too worried about that. And this was covering, you know, that trail that I've kind of been seeing these deer, deer run, um, and then there was also one small shooting window to my right. Uh, I guess it would be, you know, officially probably like my, my one o'clock or maybe my one, one thirty, if you will. Um, and that window was maybe 20 yards. Um, and again, it was, it was pretty tight and it was, you know, the, the deer was gonna have to read the script perfectly to end up at that spot. Um, really didn't anticipate taking a shot there. Um, only unless they came from my left, um, and snuck up on me because anything coming from that direction from my right should ultimately end up in one of the shooting windows on my on my left hand side so that was my setup you know i was up probably about 20 feet uh four sticks um ish and uh the wind started ripping and i had body heater um you know stickies hand warmers whatever that whatever you call them um basically placed just about everywhere you could possibly place them um because it was definitely definitely cold i had every stitch of clothing cold weather gear clothing on that i could possibly wear I uh, was comfy in the saddle and was set, you know, now this was just going to be a morning sit, you know, so I got in, you know, the normal time around six and finalized, the, you know, the setup around seven, um, just to kind of make sure I had my shooting windows kind of lined up. And then, you know, my plan was really to hunt till about 12, 1230, because Chad and I were going to meet back at the, the campgrounds to kind of pack everything up, you know, and, and get ready to kind of pull out of there around two two thirty. And that was, that was the plan, you know, unless, you know, I got into seeing some hammers, then, you know, all bets are off at that point. So climbed up into the tree, all set up daybreak happens. And this area usually produces, it's more of a, I guess it's more of an evening or I'm sorry, more of a morning in like late afternoon type of spot. Um, evening has produced in the past, uh, only you don't see nearly as much evening activity because it seems like the, the deer kind of come up the ridge, you know, the does specifically kind of funnel into this bedding area that's behind me. And, and then, you know, as the day moves on, they kind of filter out toward the, you know, I guess they they travel west on the ridge. 
the only action I've ever seen typically in the evenings has been, um, you know, a, a buck pushing a, a doe through from the West. Um, so usually, you know, it, it, it can happen. And in fact, that's how it killed that deer, um, on that Ridge two years ago was he came from the West. So it's not that it doesn't happen. It's just, you know, usually you're going to see most of your activity earlier in the day. So I was set up day broke and didn't see anything at daybreak. And so as windy as it was, I was like, man, you know, I might just be sitting here freezing for nothing. Um, you know, and I, I was really kind of had high hopes for the, the weather change or the, the temp drop, you know, was significant. Um, I was hoping that it would get some deer moving. So sitting there at around nine o'clock, I guess I just kind of look and it was at that shooting window on my right where I was like, you know, if they follow the script perfectly, they'll end up in that shooting window. And, but I'm not so concerned with that one because if they hit that mark, they're most likely going to hit the two marks on my left-hand side as well. And so right around nine, nine thirty, I was just, you know, standing up on my, you know, on the platform, kind of looking around and noticed a buck off to my right-hand side and kind of worked his way through that shooting window. Um, grabbed my bow really quickly because all I could really see was his, his tines at first. Um, and then watched him as he made it through, you know, he went through some brush that was directly in front of me before he hit the next, uh, two shooting windows on my left. He was, I could tell he was an eight point, but I wasn't sure, you know, of what caliber. Um, and then once he kind of got into an area where I could see him a little bit better, I realized he was, he was a youngster. Um, he wasn't what I was looking for. Uh, he actually came to both shooting windows or shooting lanes on my left-hand side. And the last one, he stood broadside at 15 yards. Um, with nothing but air and opportunity between he and I and just stood there, um, worked a little licking branch and just kind of hung out, um, for probably a minute until he kind of started working, you know, working down the trail on his merry way. Um, so that was a cool encounter. Um, you know, so that was telling me that I was kind of set up in the right spot. The other thing that it kind of told me too, is that as windy as it has been and as wet as the forest floor has been, whether it was from dew or some of the rains that we had in the evenings, you know, the rains in the evenings on this trip, I didn't mind so much because it was Typically, it really just was cleaning the area out that I had just been in and kind of washing away any scent that I had, but it did make it difficult to hear anything. So as I was watching this deer do what he did, I kind of thought to myself, I was like, I wonder how many bucks or deer possibly had done this during the course of this week um, that I'd never heard because of the wind or the, the dampness of the floor and never seen because there's no possible way from where I was sitting previously that I could actually see over into that area. Um, so it made me kind of think for a moment that I may have kind of missed a lot of action possibly, um, because of that, but you know, such as life in the, in the deer woods. So obviously gave him a pass, um, eight point rolled through, um, he got a pass and got to live another day. A nice young deer, uh, big body deer, you know, definitely would look, uh, probably be a nice looking deer in the, in the next few years or in the coming years. So hopefully we'll get a chance to look at him in the, uh, in, in the future. So Continued to sit there, and then all of a sudden heard some chasing, um, and I saw two does uh, run up on me, or two, three does, I guess, run up on me. And of course, I was thinking, you know, where there's does running, there's there's bucks following. So I grabbed my bow, was pretty excited. I thought, you know, my mind was kind of racing to the to thinking about the possibility that it might be that big eight, or it might be that big, you know, the the big one forty inch, you know, ten point that we had on camera that's cruising around. I was just, you know, hoping, you know, that it'd be one of those, but. Of course, what ended up rolling through was a spike pushing some does. So um, obviously he got a pass and was not, uh, you know, in the in the running to, to catch an arrow. Um, that was probably so first buck came through around nine, nine thirty. The next one came through around ten, ten thirty. Um, I did see one more deer after that. Um, and then it was about time to get down. So um, as I got down, I was packing up my sticks and getting ready to roll out. Another deer snuck up on me solo. So. You know, in my mind, I thought it was probably a buck uh, because he was by himself or it was by himself. But 
um, you know, he spooked as I, you know, grabbed my sticks and grabbed my pack and stood up out of like some brush to, to make my way down the side of the ridge. And that was the end of the hunt. Um, you know, Chad and I pulled out. I'm in Pennsylvania right now. And uh, the plan is to head back to the swamp here on Monday because I have Monday off and see if I can't get after a couple of those deer in the swamp again and, and give them another try since I hadn't been in there since rut started. So that's really the update for, you know, what I guess would be, I want to say it's day 12 of my of my rut hunt. So um, I'm not going to lie, was enjoying sleeping in my bed for the first time in about two weeks um, and having real heat. Uh, which is a nice uh, commodity to come home to. So I hope everyone's uh, rut out there is, is is going well. I hope you guys are finding success. I hope you guys have dug me, giving you you know a play by play of what I've been seeing and, and bringing you along in this hunt. I've actually really enjoyed um, doing these. It's been kind of uh, therapeutic to kind of talk through what I was seeing or what I wasn't seeing during the the rutcation uh, or during you know this rut trip. Um, so after I have the hunt, you'll probably have on Monday for in the swamp, you'll probably get one more rut log, uh, for this season. And then that will be a wrap officially on this mini series. So with that, I'll be talking to you guys. Probably I'll be recording it, I guess, Monday night, and you'll be listening to it on Tuesday. So until then, we'll talk to you soon. All right, folks, that is a wrap for today's show. We'd like to thank all of you for listening and if you haven't yet please head over to itunes and leave us a five-star rating also be sure to subscribe to the podcast we'd be super appreciative if you'd be able to do those two things for us and before we shut this thing down i need to give a big shout out to our partners that continue to help us make this podcast possible wicked tree gear exodus outdoor gear trophy ridge ozonics obsession bows Tecamani Seed, Glacier Coolers, Ramcat Broadheads, Trophy Taker Rests, and Dead Downwind. And until next time, we'll see y'all. November's on my heels. Makes me proud, makes me steal. I could show you through the door. If it all It takes a special knowing to call a phone Damaged heads, broken letters Rationalize yourself in numbers But I gotta get All right, gang, the new Truth merch is in stock at truthfromthestand.com and on YouTube below any of the Truth From The Stand videos. I've got some new hats, beanies, t-shirts, long sleeve t-shirts, and sweatshirts. There's even a new do hard shit hat for those of us who like to embrace micro-dosing adversity. So head to truthfromthestand.com and check out the new gear and use the code TRUTH, T-R-U-T-H, and save yourself some cash on the new gear.